Dinosaurs, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. Uh, Mary. This is our show. Yep. So as you might recall from a few episodes ago, we talked about how our card printer was under mandatory closure throughout the end of March and most of April and then reopened back up in late April. That's what we're waiting on to release our, our new games that have cards and to restock on cards that we had. We placed an order at that time and those have shipped to California and they have arrived there. So we're now able again to take orders for games like Wars Marcus Aurelius. Or the Escape other. from Hades, Orson Matchlock. Which we had stopped taking orders for because we ran out of cards. And you actually got more than one email, I think. How, how can this be out of stock? I thought you guys were print on demand. How could anything be out of stock? That's true. Yeah. I did get several emails, and, and there were some questions on uh, Twitter. It's a factual statement. It's a factual statement. <laughs> from the outside, a lot of people, you know, they hear print on demand. And their their thing is, oh well, it never goes out of stock. But when we have cards or wood bits, then you know we need to get the cards or the wood bits. So sometimes we have to stop taking orders for things while we're waiting for those to come in. I guess we could put something like that on our on our FAQ page. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea. We also get questions on a regular basis from people that are answering the FAQ page. I'm not sure <laughs> how much it's going to help. Blue Panthers our our manufacturer, and he has a bunch of suppliers. He's making all the games, and then we have the cards and the wood bits that are required for the games to be complete. Which we get and then ship to them. Yes. Yeah. Our wood bits supplier, as far as I'm aware, they're still under closure. I haven't circled back with them yet because we actually have quite a few wood bits still piled up in boxes in our guest bedroom. So the shredder is also in that room, and I had to get the paper shredder to shred some stuff, and that was fun maneuvering around the boxes. It's also where the modem is. So as long as we don't have any modem problems, we're okay. Otherwise, I'm I'm going to take like 20 minutes to get back there, man. Yeah, it's crazy back there. So we ordered those cards, and they've arrived in California. We also ordered cards that were sent to us, and that includes the, uh, the proof copy, as it were, for the deck for Dinosaur Table Battles, where we had made a correction to one of the cards, and we're waiting for that to arrive, and it has not arrived yet. Uh, it's supposed to be coming here on Monday. We'll, we'll see. Once that arrives, then we can actually order the decks for Dinosaur Table Battles, send them out to California, and then once those arrive there, we can start taking orders. I can't wait for Dinosaur Table Battles. I mean, you can, because you've, you've been waiting, and you will have to wait. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait anymore. Okay, well, at least, I'll say this, probably by this time tomorrow, you will have a complete copy of Dinosaur Table Battles. We'll have it, and we'll play it again. Then we don't even need to release it, really, because the, the core audience for the game w- would have been... Um, Me? Yeah. And did you would have been satisfied. There are other people out there who want to enjoy Dinosaur Table Battles. In fact, they want to enjoy a lot more dinosaur games. Well, that's probably true, and I'm happy for them to enjoy it, but really, the person I want most to enjoy it is you. Okay. You are who I designed this for. Okay. And, and now we're going to do Dino Gauge. We will, we will do Dino Gauge. Priority number one. I don't know what's priority number one. There's other things I'm working on. Mm. And like I've said before, I'm really curious how people respond to Dinosaur Table Battles, because I get the feeling it has a broader appeal than Human Table Battles does. It's got dinosaurs. Yes, that that's in the title. Who cares about humans? Nobody. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Humans bad. <laughs> you know what this reminds dinosaurs me of? Dinosaurs good. I don't know if we told this story on the podcast. One thing that you do is that you sign all your emails dinosaurs. So not only is it just, you know, 
a greeting and a, a farewell here on the podcast. It's also how you sign off your emails. It's how you wake me up in the morning. Signed your email, dinosaurs. And there was one time when someone who was a casual customer wrote to us uh, asking for something that we, we couldn't provide for whatever reason. I don't remember the exact circumstances. But you signed the email, dinosaurs. And he thought that you were calling him a dinosaur. If you were calling him a dinosaur, from you, that's like the highest compliment. Right. You weren't calling him a dinosaur, though. And... But he took it as as a negative. I've had it explained to more than one person why dinosaurs is dinosaurs comma Mary is at the bottom. I think he was the first one that took offense though. So we're waiting on the Dino TB deck and coming with that deck. Dino TB, Dino TB, Dino TB. Coming with that deck is a deck for the vote, so I can continue play testing with that. Cause I I've made some changes to the deck, uh, so I can do further testing with that game, and that's coming along pretty well, I think. I'm just waiting for that deck to test it with. What I'm doing most of my testing with right now is Dual Gauge, which is our train game for this year. We talked about it before. That's meant to be a system. So there'll be two maps in the box, and then we'll have additional maps we'll release over time. And I've gotten a lot of testing on the first map, which is Portugal. Portugal, yeah. Uh, I had... A bit of testing with the Austria map, which the Portugal map is meant to be more of a normal train game experience, and Austria was meant to be more of a weird train game experience. And it is that, but I found in the testing that it didn't really work for three. It just worked for four or five players. And that in and of itself isn't necessarily a problem because you can have a game system like this where certain maps are keyed for certain player counts. But I was talking with you about it. What you pointed out is, well, this is your your base game. You want something that's, you want two maps that are going to fit three to five players. Yep. And so I set Austria aside and started working on a map which was going to be Michigan, like the Lower Peninsula of Michigan. But the thing is, most of the rail construction in the Lower Peninsula of Michigan is below the fingers. Uh, Now, you can't see this. If you're not a Michigander, you might not realize it. Michigan is a mitten. The thing is, is that God was a Michigander because he, he he or she gave us a map right on our hand. So really, it's just like the lower half of the Lower Peninsula. So I'm calling it the Detroit map. Because Detroit is probably the most famous city in that part of uh, Michigan. In Michigan, period, I think. I was in Chicago. We were in a restaurant. A couple of cops struck up a conversation. And we told them where we were from. And the one cop was actually afraid to go through Detroit. He was going to visit relatives in the northern suburbs of Detroit. So they'd be coming in on the freeway and going through Detroit. And he was afraid to go through Detroit. I was living next to Detroit at the time. Yeah. Detroit was right at the end of the block. I had no problems with Detroit. No, me neither. I mean, I lived in the suburbs pretty much my whole life, except for the period of time when I rented a room in Detroit. You know, I didn't have a problem with it. Except for the crack house across the street. Well, according to the landlord, there was a crack house across the street. I don't know how much of that was true and how much of that was him overreacting and whatnot. Uh, I did hear gunfire pretty frequently. Yes, that that was one thing about living next to Detroit. <laughs> you, you would hear gunfire from time to time, weekly, not on a daily basis. But boy, at New Year's. We get that here, too, we New do. Year's. We get people firing off their guns all over the place. We do, but it usually subsides in anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. It would go on for sometimes 30, 40, 50 minutes 
over there at New Year's. And it's just like, whoa. See, the thing about New Year's is it combines, like, my top three or four things I don't like, which is uh, staying up too late, people being drunk, people firing guns. I guess that's it. I was going to say fireworks. They don't really do fireworks on this. It's the 4th of July. I also hate fireworks. Any kind of loud noise, you just want to hide under a chair or something. Well, we get a lot of fireworks here because of where we're located. Greenfield Village has a lot of fireworks throughout the year. And then there are three cities where their parks are close enough to ours, to, to our house, that we hear their fireworks. Plus, the city has fireworks at the 4th of July. Or is it just the um, homecoming? Maybe it's just the homecoming. No, they got 4th of July and Do they homecoming. Still have 4th? Yeah. Okay. But I have been doing testing of the Detroit map uh, using Tabletop Simulator. Uh, Scott Peltz from the Facing Player was kind enough again to make a module for me. And uh, thank you again, Scott. I do appreciate that. Thank you, Scott. It does seem to be working across all player counts, so I think it's going to be a good map. And it's, it's a different map. It's closer to being a quote-unquote normal train game, but it has some pretty interesting wrinkles to it. The companies uh, are able to take on loans, essentially from, from the state government, which funded early railroad expansion, or tried to. And then there was a panic of 1837, and that didn't really turn out so hot, and in fact, they passed a law in Michigan where the state could not fund railroads because of that, and it's actually a big part of what uh, kind of ended Stevens T. Mason's uh, uh, term. The boy uh, governor? The boy governor, the young Hotspur. Oh, yeah. S- Stevens T. Mason, which uh, is one of the characters in the Toledo War, which is uh, our holiday game from last year, which we have gotten up on PMP. So you're you want to you miss the holiday sale and you want a copy of the Toledo War, you can get it through Wargame Vault for five bucks. That's hardly anything for, for a game. Yeah, he fled the state, became a lawyer, and then uh, died at the ripe old age of 31. <laughs> that was old back then, though. That, mm, I mean, if, we're, if, we're, if it was the Middle Ages, I would say, yeah, that was old back then. In the 1830s, 1840s, that's not super old. What's really fascinating about him is that he was really kind of a dandy, and then he comes to Michigan with kind of rough-and-tumble people, and he does not fit in, like, at all. I find that really charming. You know, actually, I was reading uh, the other day about... Because not only was he part of the Toledo War, but he was part of the Patriot War, where some Americans decided they want to take over Canada... Like, they were part of these lodges and form militias and go invade Canada. And then the U.S. forces, including some in Michigan under Stevens T. Mason, who was governor at the time, had to stop them from invading Canada. So that was fun. The thing is, what do they want with Canada? I mean, Canada, you're fine. No problem with you, but I don't know why we keep invading Canada. There was, uh... Did anybody from that period actually invade Canada? I mean, they they stopped? They... They made raids across the border and, like, you know... And got drunk and wound up getting thrown back over here. But you have uh, 1775, you have the invasion of Canada. You had the invasion of Canada during the War of 1812. You had the invasion of Canada during the Patriot War. And then there's the time John Candy invaded Canada. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's leave Canada alone, guys. That was pretty intense, though, that last one. Yeah. I saw a documentary about that. You did, yeah. The other thing I'm working on 
is I'm working on the next game in the Shields and Swords Ancients series, uh, which I've talked about a bit before. This is set during the Roman Republic. It's called The Grass Crown. So the title uh, refers to the highest honor that a Roman could receive in the military, uh, and that was uh, when one person, through their bravery, saved the entire legion or the entire army, then the legion afforded them this honor, saying, you know, we, we all owe you our lives. And it was made from the, the grass of the battlefield. Didn't last long, though, did it? I, I don't think any of the crowns that, that they gave that they really held on to them, you know, it was more just having been afforded the honor. I, I, I have a hard time imagining, like, a Roman with, like, his, like, trophy case with his bits of grass and laurels and whatnot just hanging out there. So they had trophy cases back then. Wow. No, I, I just said I have a hard time imagining them having a trophy case is what I said. That's interesting. You said they have trophy cases. Dinosaur Shackleton. Yes. I have... Wait, wait. First of all... How did you it go from... It just popped into my head. Okay. Secondly... Dinosaur Shackleton. I haven't done the regular Shackleton game yet. That's okay. Just do Dinosaur Shackleton. You got those big eyes looking at me. And you... And you she has her hands. She's like holding her hands together. Like she's pleading with me. I'm probably not going to do Dinosaur Shackleton, sweetheart. But you have to do Shackleton. I, I am doing... forever on that. I, it is on my list. It's something I'm going to be working on. I don't know if it's going to be coming out next year or it'll be like maybe the year after because I have... One thing is just giving my brain enough time to kind of work on the problem in the background so I'm not banging my head against the wall and then I can just do the game from there. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want you banging your head on the wall. It get, That gets messy. Yeah, that and poor wall. I have wall. to go clean it up and... <sighs> You're a goofball. Apparently I'm a ball of goof. Dinosaurs, everybody. 